You know, I know the moment. I remember the moment that I quit season two of Rise of the Shield Hero. It was that thing I sent you. I sent you a picture of uh, Rodelpha or whatever the... Uh, R- Raftalia? Raftalia. I remember her name, but I can't remember names of common people. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, of Raftalia. I sent you a picture of Raftalia telling the, the new girl that she should try slavery. <laughs> and I was like, ah, done. I can't, I can't do this anymore. Hello and welcome to Another Dead Pixel, a podcast about games, anime, entertainment, life, a little bit of everything in between. I'm your host today, Joe, and with me, my right hand, my boy Wonder, uh, some might say the uh, Jason Todd of the cast, Nick. How are you doing, Nick? Doing pretty good. I just, uh, whenever you started talking about the Boy Wonder, I just imagined like the, just remembered the picture, famous picture of meme of Batman slapping Robin and then like whatever words going in. And I know that's probably the the image that you want everyone to have, but it's not the case. Well, uh, well that, that's a good thumbnail now that you thought of that. Um, <laughs> right. just, gonna, uh, I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> just remember what the fans thought of, uh, of uh, I think Jason Todd's fate, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, he got blown up and then they just killed him. <laughs> hey, you know. They voted to kill him. I saw that on the History Channel. The History Channel years ago, gosh, that'd be like 15 oh. years or two decades ago now, did a really good um, a really good history of comic books. Uh, and uh, they told that, that story. Um, I remember learning about that there. Uh, yeah, so... I'm going to get blown up and then and then our seven or eight subscribers are going to vote to kill me. <laughs> well, it's funny because, oh, what was it? I learned about that. I I forget. I was in elementary school and of all the places, it was at a card shop in Okinawa. We were on vacation <laughs> and I was speaking with, um, uh, so, I think it was on base. It had to have been on base because I was speaking with an American and... It was just funny because I was looking at the cards there and somehow we got to talking. And yeah, that's like, that's where I learned about the whole like bit. I'm like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> like fans did what? Like that's pretty wild. Um, and then also I think that might've been the first time I learned that there was multiple Robins. Uh, oh so. yeah. I forget. Todd was the second one and the third one canonically turned into Night... No. First think... one turned into Nightwing. First one turned into Nightwing. Which is the one that's in Batman and Robin. I think that's that's the one. And the second one, Jason Todd gets killed. And the third one is the third one doing any did he turn into something else? Uh Red Hood, I think. Oh, uh, okay. So they didn't want to kill him, so they turned him into Red Hood. Oh yeah, okay, okay. And then, and then- the fourth was the girl, which I can't remember. I don't remember. I'm so bad with names. Well, the Dark um, Knight Returns had a girl, um, but that was like a one-off. I don't know. I, I But, yeah, I think they did make another girl into Robin for a while. I don't know. Batman, yeah, was, so many different. Uh, was it? it was Dick Grayson was turned into Nightwing. Dick Grayson, um, that's it. Yeah. And then eventually, I just know eventually, uh, be, uh, through some of the storylines, it's um, uh, his his kid, uh, Damien, 
Uh, and Damien I know Wayne, when, yeah. Damien's Batman, yeah. Oh, yeah, he does, yeah, he does kind of become Robin. Uh, I, I like when they started animating those into, because uh, the movies, live action movies have always been, oh, I guess everything outside of, you know, after Tim Burton and like The Dark Knight, I guess, like DC films have been bad. Uh, just that's just how it is. Um, a lot of bad ones, yeah. But, the, but their animated stuff has been, like their animated movies have been always stellar, like top notch. And they started doing stuff, uh, I would say about, maybe eight years ago when they brought in Damien to like the movies uh, series uh, okay. for animated stuff. And it was great because they, you know, he's had him with the league of shadows or whatever, the whole murder. Like he's just all about the murder. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I can get down with this. He's just like, there was a, some, some magically possessed dude and he just takes the, uh, the bat wing and just flies it right into him and detonates it like a little nuke over the water. And then he's just like, Bruce is all angry. He's like, what? It worked. You know, it's like, like literally that was just that was his solution just to murder the dude i'm like all right i'm okay with him it's fine yeah that's the kind of the thing that's sort of the thing that they have to work around with batman is he won't kill anybody um which is kind of what makes him not the punisher uh and yeah but yeah i mean the the argument is bruce wayne is could do more for gotham as the as the billionaire bruce wayne than he could as a guy who punches people yeah Um, but it wouldn't be as cool. Oh no, for, for sure not. It's, it's, it's the dude needs therapy, and he just refuses to go. I mean, <laughs> he would just kill the therapist. Well, not kill the therapist, <laughs> but just be, break every bone in their body. <laughs> but yes, so that's why Batman is a terrible superhero, and Superman's and no better. I'll, Superman, I'm say that. I'm a, Superman I is anyone. much worse. Superman is is, in my opinion, much worse. I, I, I've I've gone round and round with this and I just Superman is is he's not he is a superhero designed for a time when nobody knew what a superhero was when nobody knew what the limits of a comic book or a serialized story should be and it's amazing he's made it this long honestly because he's insanely overpowered there's basically no reason to read any Superman comic because he's, it's not even a question whether or not he's going to be able to win, because he always will. And every every comic is that way, you know. But but it's like there is not even any suspension of disbelief with Superman. So I, I've well, he's what he's the embodiment of truth and justice and all that stuff according all, to that that Superman Returns. Yeah, there is actually one really good. Um, there's a guy named Jim Lee. A uh, very famous comic book artist from the late '90s into two, into 2000s, and he did a Superman run, 12 issue run, um, that was really good because it was amazingly well drawn. And then I forget who the writer was on that because they got like a, they got like an all star team to just freaking do uh, this this Superman run, and um, it was really cool. They they brought in Batman, they brought in Wonder Woman a little bit. Um, it was amazing. It was, uh, it was, uh, it was really good. Um, and that was probably the only good Superman thing that I've, well, the only I, I like, I like any twisted story of those heroes. Red Sun was, you know, most notably the early one, uh, Injustice, uh, that whole, you know, series was pretty solid. Okay. Uh, but that's just because I like the fact that these perfect, you know, superheroes, you know, unfallible like they become evil I'm like or in some twisted way i'm like yeah all right i mean that's why everyone likes the killing joke uh, uh the killing joke is really good 
Yeah, because yeah, it's pushing to the limits of hey, can you know, can you anyone break and stuff like that? And it's, uh, people like that darker stuff, but unfortunately, the more you can only be hot topic, dark and edgy for so long before everyone just gets tired of it and it's boring. I mean, but then you know, it's really hard to create a really good you know system, and you know, that's why. Uh, some of the, like I said, the animated stuff at least can express and has more time to flush out a lot of stuff than the movies do. And Young yeah. Justice was surprisingly good. Uh, yeah. You know, I never, I didn't get to see season three when they brought it back, but the first two seasons were phenomenal, actually. It's just, yeah. Um, yeah. and there's, you know, stuff like that. It's, you know, totally worth it. Yeah. Like the Killing Joke and like Dark Knight Returns and, and stuff like that. Um, I think you can only do it like once a decade or so, or once only every certain period of time. Because like the times have to change enough for and enough time has to pass between the last one that you can kind of do something that's I mean, the killing joke and the dark Knight returns obviously are very different stories, but there's a, there's a feel to them that is different. I don't even know how far apart they are. I think one's eighties and one's nineties, but, um, I don't know. Maybe they're like right next to each other, but there's, there's usually, a limit to how much you can do that stuff um, because somebody's going to nail it. Someone's going to define that decade with that set of, of issues or that graphic novel. And then you're just not going to be able to touch it again for a while until things change. People kind of forget. And there's a, another level of, there's another, it, it reopens itself. And that's always, that's always kind of why it's, I guess, rarefied air to me. To uh, well, you you got to make that. a bunch of crap in between, and that's and true then too, it, yeah. it palate cleanses everybody because it brings it drops the standard, and then the standard becomes so low that that when someone makes anything halfway decent, it becomes just that much more of a masterpiece in that selection because it's like, wow, you didn't suck, yeah. um, and that's kind of I feel like that's kind of where they are right now in the whole DC universe. It's like they can't compete with Marvel and a lot of their uh writing and it's just unfortunately due to swapping directors and this and that and the studio you know having you know changing hand like things like that it's oh, been it. an ugly mess so uh right now we're at that low point and that means hopefully in the next future like you're going to start having really good stuff again yeah at least yeah because I you mean... couldn't have you couldn't have the um, you know uh you know dark knight and all that or the batman returns that whole you know that trilogy you know it wouldn't have been as good had you not had to go through Batman and Robin and Batman forever. Mm. Um, you know, <laughs> I mean, we could have plastic silly stuff. I mean, we could have honestly James Bond's the same way. If you, if Pierce Brosnan didn't go through his um, gadget, you know, like PG 13 phase of oh, like yeah. everything silly and over the top. I mean, what it's pretty much, he's just Remington steel, uh, his old TV show. Yeah. And so it's going through that. And then you also you went from that to, um, you know, uh, Casino Royale and, you know, like harder, faster, grittier. Like that was man. Casino uh, Royale really... was lit back in the day. That was some uh, that opening to Casino Royale was so cool. And then the and then uh, anyway, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, so that that's exactly it. You have to go through certain bad things or certain silly things to then also to be able to change it. But after going dark and serious for so long uh people get tired of it uh yeah. and then it's just like well what now like anything you do is 
you try to be more dark, more serious, and then you you know you get something like Batman versus Superman, which was a joke. Um, yeah, you know it was. Yeah, I felt that like with Lex Luthor should have been like anybody else other than Lex Luthor as the villain in that one. Yeah, he, he Jesse, better... what's his name? I forget. Um, Eisen the Eisenberg. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I think that's it. Anyway, um, yeah, I wish comics were good, good, man. Like it's, I mean, DC, you know, their movies obviously are not as good as as Marvel's, though. Marvel makes a lot of them, and a lot of them are bad. They just have some really good ones too. But like DC is still trying to be a comic book company, and Marvel has a lot of comics, but the the writing in DC is definitely better, and it kind of has always been that way, though. But like in general, still the writing for comics is is just not, it's it's not great. And there's two, I think I think the writing suffers because a comic book is too short. Um, whereas whereas like a manga chapter is is actually similarly similar length, but somehow they just tell more. And I guess because it's every week instead of every month, it's like, yeah, it's only 17 pages, but, or, or even, maybe even 20 pages, but there's another one coming out in a week. Whereas a comic book, it's like, there's 20 pages and it's going to be a month before the next one. It's like, yeah, it's in color, but, uh, you know, okay, we have to, I have to wait a month and it just, it just kills it. Things are too, like life is too fast now. And I, I think that's probably what, what makes it suffer i'd rather i'd rather them just have graphic novels then just go okay we're gonna work on this for a year freaking do it all or six months or whatever just do it all and release it you you just want the trade paperback then um i know but like i don't but like i don't even think i think they could do that better and there's some evidence toward that um because people do it that way sometimes um, where they, where they're just a private artist and they just write the whole thing and do everything and they release a big book. And I think that is a better situation for comics than trying to make every month, you know, for 12 months, have a interesting hook at the beginning, startup and cliffhanger or whatever at the end, it's better to just tell the story and not, and like, let it breathe instead of, you know, kind of capturing it in this uh, issue format for comic books. I think I think manga works really well because it's so fast. But comics, I think they just need to turn into graphic novels. But anyway, it's whatever. Yep. All right. Well, if you're still with us now, uh, we yeah. usually do talk about games by this point. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah it's been 15 I, I like to blame the boy wonder on this one. Yeah. Okay, so. Uh, speaking of which, uh, what do you got for news, buddy? So some sad news. Epic Games is laying off 16% of its staff. Um, you were telling me a little about this beforehand. Uh, it sounds like they're, it's, uh, it's Epic, but it's kind of the subsidiaries of Epic as well, right? Yes. Yeah, so uh, Epic themselves, I believe, are letting go a little over 800 people. And then so an extra 200 plus from some of the other groups. Um, oh, okay. And so this includes, you know, like Bandcamp and uh, a few others. So it's kind of, uh, this is supposed to be like 16% of the like staff. That's a huge amount. Um, wow. You're talking about, you know, like a thousand people. And that's, it's dev- devastating. The only positive note is um, their severance package is at least solid. 
I mean, it's a I mean, six month. The of makers of Fortnite, pay. the f- makers of Fortnite, if they're hiring you, then yeah, they should have a pretty good uh, severance package or just package in general for everything you're doing there because of the money they're raking in. Yeah, I mean, but they are still going through lawsuits, uh, like the whole Apple lawsuit oh, stuff yeah. like that. That's that's still going on. Um, yeah. You know, they so they're. Uh, things aren't making as much money as they used to be. Uh, Fortnite isn't, you know, bringing in the money as much as it was, and like they bought Bandcamp. I mean, like uh, they the way they spent their money was kind of awkward. Um, you know, that was a few years ago. You know, so yeah, and they haven't at least, or at least I think it was like they haven't really done anything with it. Uh, they've bought in other companies and you know smaller groups, and so it's you know it you know hearts out to those who lost their jobs because you know you especially with as big as that company was getting you know granted this seems to be a common occurrence especially over the uh, pandemic you know a lot of people are staffing up especially people staying at home have more free time on their hands uh playing more games and now that things are you know the world's going back to semi-normal but uh, at the same time a recession's happening uh so people don't have as much free income to spend uh plus they're spending their time differently uh, so it's not unsurprising but it just it it's still not you know it's, uh it's unfortunate it really is uh but yeah like i said as far as other companies have handled it uh epic at least has given them uh at least what was it uh canada america uh, united states and brazil they get uh health or insurance for like the next um uh six months as well or something like that uh, okay. so they at, least, they at least have some insurance and they have they have medical insurance and they have regular base pay yeah because so what was the layoff where it was like if they had it was it the was the just one that just happened um with the, uh, um, the oh with um like uh the guys that make uh that made um saints row right oh volition yes volition yeah yeah, because uh, th- that was the thing with them. Somebody tweeted out, like, if it had just been, like, one more day, then everybody would have a month more of insurance. They let them go at the end of the month just to, yeah. And they, yeah. they lost, like, they only had, like, two days of, uh, or something, like a day or two of uh, insurance, and they lost all that. Yeah, it was, they got royally screwed. Um, so, so. so my point is maybe maybe Epic, I don't know if this if factors in at all or if they were already thinking this way beforehand, but maybe they saw that and were like, yeah, we probably need to not, probably need to not have egg on our face. We need to give these people, you know, um, at least insurance. So they're not wandering around in the world, trying to get a job, wondering if like the next time they step off of a, off of a street corner wrong, that it's going to be devastating for them, uh, in an even worse kind of way. So that's good. That's like, it's like, it sucks. Layoffs suck. They're kind of a reality of the world we live in, but companies trying to protect people um, a little bit is always nice to see. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad that, you know, like I said, that's one, it's the, it's the silver lining, I suppose. I mean, within six months, hopefully, um, you know, there's a lot of people outreach and stuff like that. So one would hope that they'd be able to find uh, employment and, you know, uh, good luck to everyone out there. Yeah, you know it's it's been it's been rough on a lot of a lot of people. So yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah. What else you got on the news? Anything better? The next thing is a little better. Um, Alan Wake Two, uh, 
So this is coming from, I think, um, Kotaku. I think I saw is where I saw this. Basically, Alan Wake 2 is built for 30 FPS, but it will have a solid performance mode. This is what what uh, the game maker, what, 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 what the developer Remedy is saying. Um, you were saying that you had already kind of heard about this prior. Um, I didn't know it, was, it wasn't going to be in 60 uh, in the first place, or it was made for 30 in the first place. Yeah, so they're uh, they're talks to they're already in talks about um, trying to optimize uh, for the performance mode, and they'll be uh, trying to target sixty in the future. But yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, there's a couple games that have been this way recently where uh, they've come out with the thirty, and you know, it's I'm kind of curious to see how they do it if they're going to try to do with um, you know like uh, the frame generation, so they can you know or you know. DLSS uh, 3.5 or you know 3 and 3.5 together. Um, well, the 3.5 is mostly just um, uh, the the visual side, but uh, the 3.0 is the frame generating, and then they have uh, FSR uh, 3 that just came out. So they, I wouldn't be surprised if they're trying to do stuff like that to help up the frame rate uh, artificially, as it were. Uh, but hey, so long as it looks good, then no one's going to really complain. Uh, but I'm kind of curious with the what the problem was as well because I mean if they're pushing a lot of RT features maybe uh, I can see that bogging it down and okay. then having to stick with a 30 because they were you know so maybe if they can strip away that uh, I know a lot of people who would prefer to I mean as as beautiful as uh, ray tracing is they'd rather take that away to get the extra uh, frames and you know it's it depends on what uh, style you're going for. But I trust them enough that even, you know, some people are like, I can't play at 30. It's just, it's just too, you know, it's beneath me. And I'm like, you know what, if it's, if it's their style and they've directed it as such, I'm okay with it because chances are they, they're making it look uh, a certain way. Yes. It may not play as smooth as what you're used to, uh, but something tells me it visually uh, it'll, it's going to be striking as heck. So yeah, that's kind of the thing yeah. is like the way that the first Alan Wake plays, um, it's not vital for you to have 60 frames. Um, and if this plays a similar way, which maybe it does, if they're, if they built it to be played at 30, um, if it plays in a similar way, then it's like, yeah, I can see how remedy being a kind of a TV first, um, type of developer might go, okay, we can, we can make this really pretty. Um, it's a slow, it's going to be a slow game, kind of a plotting game, sort of suspenseful, not a lot going on screen. We need to make this really, um, pretty to just sit in and be in and explore and, uh, work on, on that first. And then if we have time and money and ability, we can increase the performance, um, as we go, you know, like, cause that's probably going to be something that they could put it in the back end is, is like, Hey, we got, we, we got all the assets. We, that's the stuff that takes a lot of time is getting the assets, getting everything in. And that's stuff that is, is written in ink. You know, you can't get that out um, very easily, but uh, you can finagle it here and there over a few months, the last few months of development or over a year after development or whatever, and get it working 48 frames a second, 60 frames, maybe more, you know, and then if it ever goes to PC, you never know how many frames you can get 120 or max or whatever. 
Um, so I, I get it. It, it. it makes sense. Um, I'm excited to play the game. Uh, I, uh, I am really looking forward to it. I'm going to play something else probably between now and then just to hold me over. Um, but uh, I am really looking forward to digging into it, especially after playing the first Alan Wake. Yeah, uh, for sure. It's uh, and it's high on my list as well. It's one of the things that uh, I started playing. I I started playing the uh, I started playing the remastered actually again because I know you were playing it, and I actually never. Uh, I've only played the original 360, and. I'm going through it again. And I'm like, it does, but despite it looking, you know, crisper, uh, it actually has a, it's, it's a brighter game now. Actually, it's not as, uh, oh, the, um, okay. there's actually a little more, um, tonal change. Like it's, it's a darker and maybe it's a limitation kind of like, a the old silent Hill one, you know, because mm-hmm. of the fog as it were. Uh, but it's, there is a, it is a darker and spookier like ambiance in that game in the original 360 version. So it was just kind of neat, but it was also a little off-putting because I'm like, this seems just overall a uh, crisper, but brighter like game. And so I was like, well, that you get the, you get like 90% of the feeling right there, but there's just something missing. I, it's like that I wasn't expecting. And so I'm like, I, I still love the game and I'm still, I'm super happy for it. And I'm, yeah, like I said, this uh, having Alan Wake two come out, it's going to be, probably the the first game in a long while that i've been super stoked about day one yeah. so yeah yeah i know i know i'm uh i've only I'm, been talking about it to you for years so yeah only for like almost uh eight years or whatever um yeah i've been getting closer to nine actually um maybe 10 yeah i think it's probably about about 10 have we been friends for 10 years uh have we been friends for 10 years? Because, no. <laughs> well, not 10 years straight, maybe, but, <laughs> but, uh, that's the story for another time. But yeah, I think, uh, I think, I think so. It's been, it's, it'll be, it'll be 10 years this year or next year, if I'm remembering right. My time. Uh, 2013, fall of 2013. Um, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's right. Yep. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, did you uh, get me anything? <laughs> maybe <laughs> check the mail all right so uh we could go we could we could scamper right along one more little dumb piece of news um this happened a little while ago uh i just put it on here because i thought it was funny and the sign of the times uh the van gogh museum um in uh gosh anyway the van gogh museum in europe um, was having a Pikachu promo card in conjunction with the, it was in a, like a Van Gogh style um, and scalpers swarmed the museum and grabbed every one. There's some pretty good video on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it um, of these uh, people just, just ransacking this poor little museum for these Pikachu promo cards um, and it's, uh, kind of disgusting. Um, but that's the world we live in. Uh, was this the Amsterdam, uh, Van Gogh museum? It must be Amsterdam. Right? Yeah. I think, I thought there was one in like Denmark, but yeah, Amsterdam would be, I was going to say Netherlands. Um, cause that's where he's from. But anyway, yeah. So, so that, that, that happened. 
Well, I mean, good thing it was over there because, I mean, during the pandemic, people were uh, pulling guns just to uh, get uh, Pokemon cards in, like, you know, Target parking lots. So That's yeah. different. That's America. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, it was just like, imagine that being like some like Chicago or New York, you know, them having trying to do a stunt like this. So, yeah, it's uh, it's ridiculous. Um, but so how many did you buy? I got 10. <laughs> oh man. It's just, it just sucks. Like it's, it's so stupid. It's just like, they have to make it rare. And so scalpers are going to come, but why do they have to make it rare? I get it. It's a promo thing. Just you can, I don't know. I never, I've never understood why, the, why scalpers have to exist at least not in like in the long term. but that's just the way that things are. Um, so yeah, it's human nature, man. We gotta we we gotta collect stuff, and you you gotta collect them all, man. It's like <laughs> the Japanese people knew when they made Pokemon that they were just ingrained. It's ingrained that you have to collect stuff. God. Uh, you can you know from trading cards and baseball cards. It's you know everyone has a hobby, whether it be spoons or cards. I mean, man, co so. collecting. Pokemon in the original when I was a kid was super satisfying. I'm not going to lie. Um, so they, they got me there. That is definitely, but yeah, anyway, it's just, it's, it's I not collecting, collecting mugs in Starfield. Okay. I'm going around in Starfield and grabbing so, this, all the different mugs uh, because they have different stupid writing on them. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. I'm just, I found this NASA mug and I'm like, all right, cool. That's how it started. I'm like there's a NASA mug that I found in a cave. And then from there I was just like, uh, I put the eye in team, uh, you know, all this other stuff. I was like, yeah, these are stupid, but I'm going to collect one of each of these mugs. That has been my, you know, it's, it's my Starfield like collecting. <laughs> Joe, you've changed. <laughs> no, that part of me is the same. I mean, granted, it, you know, may, maybe if it was Skyrim, it'd be you... like skulls in the be in the bedroom or something I like that. I guess you but, do uh... typically, you do typically get into a game. So like either. You're like, you play it for five minutes and then you stop or you freaking platinum it and collect things that you're not even supposed to collect for the sake of, because that's just where you are right then in your life. Um, yeah. So you want to talk about Starfield? Yeah, we'll jump straight to that. Uh, so yeah, the, you know, uh, I've been talking about this for like now third episode in a row. So I'm going to talk about yeah, Alan Wake too. So go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, once again, it's just, well, the thing is my, uh, my PC is currently, I've been in the process of trying to upgrade my system. And so a lot of, there's been a lot of downtime for my actual PC. Uh, that's where the, the cross play, uh, or the cross save functions really nice for console or for the Xbox and game pass. And, uh, it's, you know, so I've, I've just been sticking with this and, uh, I had gotten, a different game but uh, i was you know i got street fighter but i was telling you before the show i'm like yeah i finally got street fighter uh we're in, in, a buddy of mine had a fight stick couple fight sticks that he wasn't using i'm like just let me borrow one like i i really want to get good on this and then when nick's not like doesn't realize it i'm gonna challenge i'm like hey look what i got and let's let's go ahead and play and just kick your teeth into the curb uh but yeah unfortunately 
buddy dropped the ball uh didn't bring me my fight stick i'm like come on man you can after you no. reminded him twice you were telling me that you reminded him two times and he's still asked, he's like yeah sure i'll pull it out of the closet i'm like okay cool then like the day before like dude did you get it he's like yeah I just, i'll totally get it and then we came i'm like so and he's like oh uh, yeah it's you know lives, lives in a different state i'm like you jerk face uh that's so funny i love that you were thwarted uh well, I mean, I could still, I could still kick your ass with a controller. But you probably could. I yeah. just, I just was. It's just more satisfying to play a fighting game with a fight stick. It, uh, and then it also got me down the, the rabbit hole of a uh, hitbox, and I'm like, you know, those are so expensive to buy. You're talking about like for the some of the more popular ones, like you know, three, four hundred dollars. I'm like, that's insane. So uh, that, then, then I'm like, I can buy my own. I can build it myself. And that's another rabbit hole that no. I know. I almost went down that one too. I was looking at parts and I was looking at stuff, and I I want to. I still want to take the the glass cover or the whatever see through plastic cover off of my Mayflash and put in a cool background. I think I found one I thought was kind of cool, but I couldn't really. I I just dropped the ball on it, and I was like, I don't really, I don't really want to do it that bad. Um, but yeah, like, um, yeah, that is, that is a beautiful rabbit hole to go down, but it is fighting games are kind of their own. They're not even, I mean, they're video games. Don't get me wrong, but they're sort of their own hobby beyond video games. It's like you, you're a fighting game guy. Now you, you only play fighting games really, and you play them all the time and you have special equipment to play. It's like racing games, I guess, in a, in a, in an, in, in its own in a, in a it's different not a way. game it's a lifestyle yeah it becomes a lifestyle um but yeah like the cool thing about like playing with a fight stick is better it's just i mean there's some people who could argue that it's not there was a guy that won uh tekken or or street fighter or something with a ps1 controller and they were saying like how is he able to do that and they were like well because he had played he'd only ever played with, with with a ps1 controller so he had all of this time to where like the most nitty gritty muscle memory was perfect with this ps1 controller and he even had to use an adapter to put it on like an xbox 360 or xbox one or something like that and it it worked um it's kind of risky but like it, it worked you know but like the cool thing about a controller is just being able to pick up and play and not really have to think about it, which you can do with this, with a fight stick, I guess, but a fight stick is just, I don't know. To me, it's just more involved. I'm just like, okay, I have this thing on my lap. My hands are in a slightly different kind of brain. It's just, it, there's a little bit of a separation. So you might be able to, so you probably would be able to kick my ass hard. I'm sure just because I'm not very good, but also because reasons that I just the talked about. The tactile feel of a fight stick is so much nicer. Yeah, it is. Uh, You're right. But from everything I've heard, uh, you know, hitbox is the new way to go and then it's one of those it looks funky as heck and because it it's all more. buttons right yeah and okay. so instead of having you know essentially there's two styles there's one where essentially it has the wasd format uh like a keyboard uh and then you have your normal row of uh you know punches and kicks uh or you can have uh, the three the three directional buttons and then essentially where the space bar is like a, a lower thumb button and then you have those as your directional but you can theoretically input things quicker and more precise 
if you need to get like an angled, you know, or, or semicircle, you can roll essentially better. Uh, and it's one of those like I think it, it takes a while to rewire your brain, uh, but from everyone swears by them, and so it's like I really would like to give it a shot. But the barrier to entry is a high cost, yeah. and for an experimental thing, I'm like I don't know if I can do that. I'm like I really want to just because I think it'd be fun, and it's one of the things that maybe in the future. If I ever find myself enough time, I would like to build my own. Yeah. Uh, it would be slightly cheaper, and it just—it's just always fun to build, you know, build your own equipment. Uh, but yeah, because yeah, then just... it's like it's like really it's like really yours. Um, there's there's a they're not hit boxes, but they're like three or four hundred dollars. I think they're four hundred dollars. They're Vitrix um, fight sticks, and they come in like purple and white, um, and maybe blue or something, but. They're really, really nice, well-made fight sticks. Um, and those, I had one of those on a wish list for a while, and I was thinking really hard about pulling the trigger on it, but I was like, um, I can't. Vitrix is a PDP, I believe. Um, okay. And they they also make, they do make hitboxes too. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, well, for equally expensive, if not more so. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, I saw someone was selling for like $100 less, like used in Chicago here, and I'm like, Dude, that's really tempting, but that's still a couple hundred that I just I just don't have that kind of money to blow on like a a, a thing that I'm gonna play. I honestly probably not gonna use enough to justify that. It's just yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh yeah. If you yeah, like if you're playing like a bunch of fighting games, you're playing fighting games all the time, then it's like okay, I'm already playing this game, you know, 10, 20 hours a week. I it makes. It doesn't never make sense, but at least it's at least it's going to get used. The thing is going to get used um, for four hundred bucks. But yeah, so uh, Starfield. We started talking about that, and then we jumped over to Street Fighter. Did you want to talk yeah. more about Starfield? Starfield's still awesome. Still great. <laughs> I'm enjoying my time. I mean, it's not a perfect game by any means, but it is super satisfying. Uh, I've I've now progressed the story enough. Uh, it's kind of funny because I hit a certain point where the story started like I was able to roll real quick with it and after a little a couple major story missions uh the starting default companion like any of the companions the four major companions from uh constellation you're with um slight spoiler they're all romanceable um so you know it's uh two male two female I'm pretty sure it doesn't matter gender or anything like that so uh but in the beginning you're stuck with one uh, you're, and so that's kind of, you know, because I had, I think, played so much time and leveled up so much with them and talked to so many people and gotten high affection. So next thing I know, after progressing to a certain point in the story, they're like, yeah, we, we need to like, can we talk? And then we talk and have a little, a little bit of interaction. Then it's like, can we talk again? Like, she, like it just maybe five, four or five conversations within span of like just two or three missions. And I'm like, you can tell that I'm, I'm climbing that um, relationship tree like really quickly. I'm like, all right, <laughs> I think, I think I just had built enough uh, good reputation with this person. Uh, and then I, I hadn't even gotten the full, like the full crew yet. Yeah. <laughs> there are still people that like part of the team, like, you know, you have to do these other early missions to collect, to collect them. And yeah, so now I'm at the point where I actually have the entire set team. Uh, I've I've hit the I've hit the point where like everyone says like once you hit this spot, then you should really free roam because you've actually opened up the game quite a bit. Oh yeah, um, 
That, so th- is it? This is this is Bethesda. This is uh, this is Bethesda proper, right? Um, yes. Okay. Um, what's the game that came out like eight years ago? It was one of the Dragon Ages. I think it was Dragon Age Three, where you got people got stuck in the hinterlands a lot, and it was like so. Like, there's a the opening area is this place called the hinterlands, and it's really big. You can kill bears and collect pixie dust and and daisies and stuff like that. And people got stuck doing that because it was like so big and right there in front of you. And they were like, "Oh, I guess I'll just do this." And and uh, other people would pass would would go by it and be like, you know. And then they would tell everybody else. I remember listening to, listening to podcasts where they were like, "Don't stop in the hinterlands. Just keep going. Just just go through there and get go to the next thing because." It's going to slow you down, and it's not really the game opening up. So this, all that so, is to say, this sounds like that. Uh, yeah. So it's it's the equivalent of um getting your first in Skyrim, getting your first dragon shout. Um, oh. Dragon Age was a Bioware game, so it's same same but different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh, but yeah, this is this is that moment. Like you, I you fully unlock the character's skill tree availability, as it were, and I can see and you know I can see why they'd have you wait because like i said at this point you have the full base cast and you can choose to you know go with whomever you want uh so uh yeah i've like i said i've had a good time with the game so far i'm like shoot level 25 or 26 and now i'm just kind of like i'm ready to mainline i got so many side quests queued up and i'm like all right well let me just main like i'm having fun mainlining the story uh the main campaign but at the same time i I feel like at any given point I can just pick and choose, you know, uh, one of the side quests and just nail that real, you know, real quick. the The game's been a good, decent amount of time. I've spent like, shoot, I think it says I spent like two and a half days so far playing this game. So, yeah, I've, I've, I haven't put this much time into a game in a long while, and I think I'm probably, I think I'll be able to finish this game up in a relatively quick speed from here. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to try to rush it, but at the same time, uh, I don't have the need to explore every outpost. I've, you know, uh, there's some really neat things and really curious spots to visit, but at the same time, it's just like, I've run my course with this game. I mean, I've enjoyed it a lot. I might, maybe the new Game Plus will pull me in again, uh, but I think I'm going to give it some breathing time after. Like, I want to beat this game. I actually want to know the full story. And once that's done... I'll go back into it in a different way, maybe play it a different route. I'm like I said, I love the, the idea of a game having new game plus. Um, it's yeah. been it's one of my favorite things of any RPG. So uh, the and knowing what I know now with it, I mean, essentially, whenever my wife plays, I can give her a quick TLDR and be like, just just go just go to this next spot. Don't waste your time. Like you were mentioning the hinterlands, I'm like just you know like yeah, yeah just trust me just move forward <laughs> or um yeah you might want to ch- stay in this area and start talking to some people they might there might be some fun interactions you know so i've been able to hint at a few things yeah um, that's that's good that's kind of the best sort of not really a spoiler but kind of spoiler is like hey this is cool and all but just go forward you'll be happy that you didn't spend a lot of time here in the beginning or you didn't yeah. waste some something at this point just go ahead and go well, it's also nice because well, I've I've seen and spoke to so many people that I can 
go to a new location and there'll be like, I don't know, multiple uh, objectives at that spot. So I'm like, okay, cool. So then I'm just literally doing the main quest here, doing a couple side missions as well, and I'm knocking them all out. Like, And then also next thing I know, I'm gaining a buttload of XP. I'm like, all right, that works for me. I, uh, You know, this game has leaps and bounds better than uh, the last couple uh, Bethesda games, and I'm super happy with it. If, I kind of fell off, you know, I used to love them. Anything that like you, you can do no wrong. And then they did everything wrong for so long. Fallout and 76, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fallout 4. I mean, yeah, that too. I wasn't pleased with that one. Uh, I played Skyrim on the PS3, which is the worst possible way to play that game. Yeah. Uh, so about that. yeah. So I've, they've kind of burned me since then, uh, essentially. Uh, and I wasn't the biggest fan of uh, New Vegas, but New Vegas wasn't necessarily them first entirely i believe um but yeah that's so it's like fallout 3 was the last real bethesda game that i was super into uh and i i not only 100 percent of that i did all the dlc i i dove head over heels in that one and this is the first time in a long time that i've just really liked the game though there is you know there is a lot that i think can be done better their skill tree is a lot of hot garbage i think not even like unless if you're doing a specific build like something really wonky uh like melee only bare like just just bare-fisted brawler um you can do that and there are skills to help you along that way but it's i just find it you know kind of useless or they just have a lot of useless uh skills in general and that can be streamlined so much better uh so yeah i'm hoping that they'll do stuff in the future that makes things more relevant but honestly you only need a handful of real major skills to just carry down but they're you know like you have to watch a bunch of videos just to see the explanations because sometimes they're they're so vague uh yeah. but like i said i've spent enough time to know how i'm going to finish out my character for the most part and uh most people would probably be done by this time <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's meant to be like a you know I've spent like fifty sixty ish hours. Um, yeah, it so. probably is. It probably is meant to be. I did see something where they were saying that they actually meant it to be a pretty long game, but I think ninety hours is 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 too much. I feel like I've I heard something like that, but yeah, I mean usually these kind of games they plan for you to end between 50 and 60 hours in because um, I really want you to spend a lot of time, you know, doing it. Um, but yeah, like I've always been a less is more kind of person and Bethesda is, has always been a more is more kind of company. Um, and so this coming from the guy who likes avatar because of the length. That's not okay. true. I just had, to, I, <laughs> just because I call you out on it. Uh, so uh, I just looked it up on how long to beat, and they say the main story is uh, the average has been twenty and a half hours. Main uh, story plus side missions is sixty five. Uh, completionist is one hundred and fifty. Uh, so, I mean, there you go. There's been there's been a couple games that I've seen on how long to beat, where I was like, I was like, okay, and I started playing it, and then, I mean, yeah, if you somehow no, it was Diablo, I was like, how are people getting? To, I, mean, I don't know, I guess there's different builds, so maybe people are just better than me at, at that game or whatever. But I was just like, I, there's like needs, there's like five hours that needs to be put on the base, you know, like the the, the shortest run of, of this game, uh, average run. Obviously there's people who are going to speed run it and stuff, but 
the shortest like like mainlining the game, but I don't know. Um, so I, I always take I always take it. Um, I never take the main line from from how long to beat. I always take the middle one, the the, the main story plus, um, because I feel like that is the true representation of what I'm actually going to do. Is like mostly main line, a little bit of things to level me up to get me back to the main line, or if it's interesting, and then and then finish it off uh, in that zone. Yeah, well, it helps that I'm not too keen on base building and i don't really i'm not as interested in ship building but if you're the kind of person who loves that then man i can see they have the equipment to get lost in uh ship building there is so much you can do but you have to a lot of that's also hidden behind uh skills so you can only upgrade at a certain point you need to unlock uh even with like upgrading weapons you have to spec out your skill tree to be able to upgrade weapons uh, to a higher tier or armor as well. Uh, so, you know, for me, I'm like, well, I got a couple, I got some awesome base gear and I'm not really caring about upgrading those, but I also feel like it's not necessary. Even, um, even on harder difficulty settings, it, you know, enemies are relatively still like uh, bullet spongy, but it's not terrible. And, Honestly, I think the game's pretty pretty fair in that respect. Yeah. Uh, but also, I've I've gone to I've also done some early ish games like uh, looting to get the higher end tier higher tier weapons and armor for certain things. So I'm like, yeah, you know what? Why not? Let me try this. And I, for example, they recently patched it, and they there used to be underground or little you can glitch into the uh, floor and mm. pick up some chests. Well, that those are no longer available, and I'm like, well, I'm, that was kind of fun because I literally did it one round. I did it, I got a couple chests, went to a couple places. Okay, that's it. You know, there was like a huge gambit of like locations you can go to, uh, and I only did like four. I grabbed four chests, and that was it. And then they're like, the next day they patched it out. And I'm like, well, I, I took advantage of it while I could, so I'm not going to complain. Oh well, yeah, <sighs> it's fun while it uh, lasted. All right. Well, what about you, man? You you said you finally finished Alan Wake. Yeah, I had barely anything left to do uh, on it uh, the last time we talked. Um, so I did end up finishing it about, I guess, like two hours left. Um, I did end up finishing it that weekend, and it was good. Um, the, uh, the, the combat and stuff kind of came together for me. I think I was saying that last time, but it was uh, – I'd really gotten a rhythm for it. I still died a couple times. Still had a little bit of confusing spots where I was like, "What am I supposed to really do here?" Um, but I managed to to push through and actually had a lot of fun. The combat got better and better as the game went on, especially as you know they gave me they they give you plenty of of weapons and items, and as long as you remember to use all of them, it's pretty. It's it's not like it's not too hard. It's, it's pretty easy and it's and it's really fun to like be like throwing flashbangs and and like using the flashlight right and uh popping people and then like going like oh save the shotgun for the big guys oh here come the big guys so um i kind of hope that they do something like that again for alan wake 2 um i would definitely be i would definitely like to see that same style of combat but taken into 2023 um, maybe with a, a little bit, um, more refinement, um, 
But uh, I think the actual, the core of the combat in Alan Wake is good. Um, the story was pretty cool. Uh, the A lot of the the atmosphere and stuff of, of those final scenes are, are good. And I went and watched a YouTube video or started to watch a YouTube video, just kind of skipping through it, of the end of the story. And I realized that I was watching some of the DLC. Um, so I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of weird. Like uh, I guess, like, did I actually finish this game? I had a, I had a panic attack for a minute. Like, yeah, please. it was uh, American Nightmare. Okay. Uh, I believe, right? I don't know. It was all it was all straight, um, just one piece. The way this person had 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 made it. So, um, yeah. So I had uh, anyway. So um, I was watching that, and I was like, dang, did I actually finish this game? Am I gonna have to like? eat crow on the podcast uh when i realized that i haven't finished it but i had actually um and then uh and uh so i was like okay i can like we talked about this before and i'm just not going to play those those things because you said they were not really worth it maybe uh i I, like i said i can't be for sure like how they're going to connect it uh originally it was never that story heavy I can see them somehow working it in because it's remedy and they've been now worked everything in like, um, uh, how did you like your, uh, old gods of Asgard, uh, in Alan Wake? Do you remember that at all? You freaking should. Uh, okay. Sorry. How remedy put in the old gods of Asgard. Like, so you remember the, you remember the two old men at the diner? Oh, is that what's going on there? So they they are the that's their, Odin that's their band, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Okay, so those guys. So, so wait, was that they, their music comes in? Their music comes in and controlled as well. Uh, oh, and okay. The fact like that it's actually one, it's a great scene. It, it's one of the uh, if I remember correctly, I think they're the ones they're part of the ashtray level. Uh, I just can't really say much more than that. It is one of the best scenes in uh, Control flat out and it's it's an amazing fight scene in um alan wake or at least i really liked it um so they bring in something as small as that and they they cross games so i wouldn't be too surprised if they're gonna somehow tie in because i shoot is it mr scratch was the name of the um the villain they talk about at the end of alan wake uh the alter ego uh, you might have to you might have to go through some of the paperwork um, or like the documents and stuff. Okay. Uh, but I believe I believe he refers to uh, the greater evil as like a, as Mister Scratch, and so that has something to do with the DLC because the DLC. All right. Uh, Spoiler. Anyone who's seen a trailer for uh, for the uh, Alan Wake Two knows that Alan Wake is somewhere else. Uh, so because of that disappearance. Uh, that kind of feel. That's kind of where uh, the DLC takes place. Okay. Is, um, I never, I never finished it. I played a little bit, and it wasn't quite the same. So I just kind of stopped. Uh, so I can't really say for sure how everything like. But I wouldn't be surprised if they somehow tied into that. Um, so there is a little bit, but it's supposed to be short. So like, we'll see if I can get to it. But I do. I am trying to work my way through. Uh, Alan Wake, because you got me hyped. Uh, well, I've been hyped anyways, but you playing through got me extra hyped. Extra hyped. So, um, how long is Control? Ooh, um, Control's not terrible. Uh, no, no, no. Not, less I, than tw- I, I, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, go ahead. 
yeah, less than 20 hours. Uh, okay. I would say now if you're they they have some side missions and you ha- you can explore thoroughly explore everywhere you know there's stuff to find like th- there's things to find um collectibles and such and the documents but if you don't go hunting for all that you can probably get it done in i don't know my guess is 15 hours okay um i mean maybe faster depending on well depending on the difficulty set and if you if you drop the difficulty you could probably get it done a bit quicker uh and Alan Wake yeah, I, 2 doesn't come out until yeah. like the very end of this month, right? Like the 20, yeah, Alan, 28th or something. Yeah, because they they bumped it back an extra week. Yeah. Uh like that was that was their delay, you know, quote unquote delay. So Yeah. Uh but that's you still have time to are you were you thinking about touching on control? Well, I just uh I wanted to ask about it because I did kind of have that idea, like, oh well if it's not too long and if it I know because I just read a little piece of an article that said that, and I think I'd heard this before too, that Control was initially going to be an Alan Wake sequel, but they, but they, the way that they wrote it, um, they kind of got some feedback on it and either in, internally or, or from somebody else. And they were like, yeah, this doesn't feel enough like Alan Wake. Uh, and so they t- changed it into Control. Um, so they do, they have tied Alan Wake into it and they, it's, yeah, they yeah that's it why there's strong ties to it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they did a really good job of explaining. I, I, I actually, I love control. It's one of my favorite games full stop. Um, and especially since it's connected to the way they tie everything in, they, they tied thanks to control. They were able to tie in all remedies universes into one thing. They have a, it's a logical kind of in game canon story thing. Um, so the main game, I just pulled it up here. Um, how long to beat? Uh, 12 and a half hours main main lining, uh, and then 25 hours main plus sides. Uh, so, you know, you take that as you will. Uh, I mentioned I just mentioned 20, you know, 20 hours, 15 hours, depending. Uh, so if you put it, if you drop it down to an easier setting, uh, you can probably go through. Uh, all styles is 26 hours and 40 hours as completionist, and I feel that's about right because uh, I remember having to hunt and peck for a lot of things. Uh, and there's a lot of little hidden hidden gems, but I also platinum that game on uh, PlayStation. So uh, the second DLC is called AWE. Um, and that is an Alan Wake uh, DLC. Uh, I don't know if it's actually true, but I've, I've heard it referred to as Alan Wake Experience. And I have not actually gotten to play that because uh, I hadn't actually bought it. Uh, so... Like when it first came out, I ended up picking it up later on on sale, and I just never got around to picking it up again, because uh, I had switched over to the PlayStation uh, Five, and I was just like, "All right, well, let me." I was replaying through Control, uh, and then I just dropped off, so I never got around to finishing Control again, and I never bothered getting to the DLC. So that is that is also something that I think is important for me i don't know necessarily think it's important for for most people uh but having uh wanting to know the it's probably just some side information about um but honestly controlled i would i recommend playing it especially if you don't have anything too terribly lined up it's an easy game to play it's super fun uh they they get better uh as clunk as quote-unquote clunky as the action is in that game in uh alan wake yeah uh controlled 
uh, there was one game in between Quantum Break. So their their shooting mechanics get better with each game they with each game uh, they came out with. So okay. that's good. You so yeah, uh, for sure. And then the powers are great. The story is awesome. Uh, the brutalist architecture is amazing. Uh, so okay. you have you have a PS5. Uh, you can easily p- go to uh, a library and pick up controlled. I'm almost guaranteed for for nothing. You know, literally just check it out, and uh, you'll you'll have some really good graphics to look at, and you have an awesome TV to play on. So, totally do that. That is true. Yeah, yeah, I might do that. It doesn't look. Uh, yeah, I'm not really too familiar with, with my local library. I need to get. I, I should probably just do that and and just try to uh, get that started too. Um, that might actually might be the fastest way to actually get it in my hands as well. Within a half an hour of me, there's like five, four or five libraries and they're all different connected. So each one has their own group setting or some of them are isolated, but like one of them is connected to like 90 libraries in the state. So generally speaking, if I just throw something on hold, eventually when it'll get to me and they'll just mail it in, um, you know, some of them are like two or three libraries connected. Uh, but so if you, if you can't look, if you look up one library, they don't have it, uh, take a look at another one or call and ask, you know, it's seriously underrated. And it's one of the best reasons to have a disc system, in my opinion. I mean, yes, it's nice to have all that physical media, but also the amount I saved just, you know, on a game that I didn't necessarily want to own, but I got the chance to play it and experience it and have a good time. Yeah. I saved a lot of money that way. It kind of really pays for itself. Yeah, you definitely have convinced me to uh, to go that way because it is like, yeah, maybe you're not going to love this game or whatever, but, and you know, so you can wait, play it, and then if you really love it, yeah, you can you can go buy it still and probably for cheaper. But it's uh, yeah, that sounds um, that is pretty, pretty good deal to get it for free, you know. Having having worked at GameStop and watching, you know things come in brand new you know people are that people weren't happy with you know like it's yeah for sure it's convinced me that you take advantage of the systems where you have it uh you know and you know even even a red box or something like that you know renting a renting a simple you know like a lot of those games you can still at least rent them on the cheap instead of buying a brand new game that you aren't 100 percent on uh but yeah control generally goes on sale enough as is but the the ultimate edition easily comes out has all the extra stuff to it and uh totally give it a shot i really like that game and now that you've kind of have a taste for remedy it's same same but different you know it's like yeah. you get that vibe and they have a great way of telling a story um uh, and they it's just it's weird and eerie has a, it has something to uh, like uncover you like x files you're a big fan of that type of stuff yeah um it's all about a government organ secret government organization and all about the things that go behind the scenes so this go. is totally screams you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to play it back when it came out, but I didn't have the requisite consoles. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, uh, I think I'm probably going to order this and, uh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, we're, we're running a little bit, uh, late. So are a little bit longer than expected. Uh, but we'll go ahead and, uh, I'm going to quick. So, so new anime has come out. All right, so there's gonna be a the hot anime minute or whatever. Uh, I'm gonna. There's a bunch. There's the new stuff. There's some really promising things, and then there's some things that I'm thinking are gonna look like hot trash. Uh, so, mm. but but everything is still only like one episode or so in, very fresh. Uh, and so it's kind of hard to determine for sure. Uh, 
But for me personally, uh, I'll start out with a lot of the negatives and then roll into uh, some of the things I'm looking forward to or enjoying. Okay. Um, and then also some things I just went and bitterly played. I had it played in the background as I was playing Starfield. So I can literally pay half of the attention to look over and man, man, this is a stupid story and come back. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, first, uh, some, some new stuff that came out. Uh, we got season two of Goblin Slayer. Why? I don't understand. I just don't understand why. Um, it is. Yeah, it's. It's fun for the memes and everyone jokes about it. So whenever you read like a manga, uh, like on online, uh, and there happens to be a goblin, everyone's like, you know, they throw in the thumbnails of the Goblin Slayer or something. But it's, uh, it wasn't really that great, and the world didn't need a season two. Uh, on that note, we sure as heck didn't need a season three of uh, the Rising of the Shield Hero because. <laughs> season two was boring and you know i know the moment i remember the moment that i quit season two of rise of the shield hero it was that thing i sent you i sent you a picture of uh redelpha or whatever the uh, raftalia raftalia i remember her name but i can't remember names of common people (laughs) what the hell uh of raftalia i sent you a picture of raftalia telling the the new girl that she should try slavery (laughs) and i was like John, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I just can't. But I mean, that all the hours I wasted on that is kind of worth it for that moment. Dude, I remember you're like, I think I should try. It. I had already finished season one. Like season season two was come going to come out, and you're like, I really want to watch season one before season two. I'm like, don't do it, just don't. Season one you're was. Like, no, I really. Should. I was listening to a podcast, and this guy was on there, and he was like saying. He was like saying why he liked Rise of the Shield Hero more than a lot of other shonen, and I was and he had had a pretty good reason for for it, and I was like okay, so I gave it a try, and he was right, but then they shifted that the whole thing away from that, and then it just it devolved into you should try slavery. So well, that yeah. that and the entire the entire series is all about yes, you've been correct and you're right, but none of us can admit that you're right. And we all hate you because we hate you and you're better than us. And we hate you and we can't admit that we're wrong. So we hate you. And that's, yeah, that is literally the sum of everyone, how everyone else still treats them. Yeah. It's, it's I'm probably going to watch it. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. I don't, <laughs> that's like, that's probably going to be my, that's probably going to be my next background, uh, anime. Okay. Uh, and then, all right. Uh, there's some weird ones that I have no idea. Uh, I can't like. There's under ninja. Uh, this art style looks really different. As far as uh, they're trying to make the characters look older. Uh, only episode one's out so far. I think it, the uh, the idea is we're gonna make this attempt. We're gonna attempt to make this edgy for like the early high school kids who. Th- or late middle school kids who think this is badass, but it's probably not, is my guess. Uh, yeah, I have episode one too much going on. Uh, they haven't really found their footing, and we'll see where it goes from here. But I think it right now it's ass. Uh, <laughs> so it's not good. Uh, yeah, okay. Speaking of that, uh, I think it's even worse. Is this Kami uh, Irabi uh, God dot app? I didn't finish this first episode. It was that bad. Uh, it, it 
the CGI. And yeah, this is the one just, you showed me. Yeah, this looks like it's just freaking pure CGI puppets. Yeah, it, it's just animated worth. It's just garbage animated. It's uh, even the character designs, like whatever, whoever thought it was a good idea. I think it's just the character design is set up in a way where it's easy to animate. Uh, all the guys school uniforms are sleeveless shirts with suspenders. Um, yeah, it's like the, the girls don't have much different in look of like, like uniform as well. It's everyone has white shirts and I don't know. It's just character design is bland. Uh, the story in the beginning was just kind of garbage. And I, I usually will be glad to give a three episode. Wait, I, bounced like halfway through the first episode Mm. um so why something like this exists i don't know uh maybe maybe it turns out to be a masterpiece i highly doubt it but if that's the case i will eat my words and watch it i guess because i watch a lot of garbage uh like probably season three of shield hero uh so all right uh my daughter left the nest and returned uh an s rank adventurer I actually like this one. Uh, I've actually been reading this manga for like a couple of years. Okay. <laughs> it's it's uh it's lighthearted. It's you kind of think it's going one way, and it's not as bad as you expect it because uh, in the beginning, more or less, a guy's an adventurer. He loses his leg. He has a peg leg. Retires to the countryside and is like kind of like the go-to perimeter guard and all-around handyman. Uh, he finds a uh, he finds a lost kid in the woods and raises her as his daughter. Uh, and yeah, just like the story says, she leaves and she becomes an S-rank adventurer. Uh, he's super strong. He can beat her every time. And so this is kind of this story. She She's kind of a... You think she has a father complex? Uh, she does, but not in the gross way. <laughs> like you expect that you expect an anime to go. Okay. Um, That's good. So yeah, it's, you know, she has a lot of admiration and she's always like, you know, proud of them, but uh, it's pretty funny. It, she, she starts uh, talking to other people about her dad and she gives them the nickname, like the red ogre mm. uh, because he has, he's red hair and he has like a beard and stuff. So everyone who finally go- comes to that town, who they ask for him like oh are you well, i forget his name now but it's like you know the red ogre and he's like what and he's like yeah your daughter talked to us and so he's that nickname starts to catch on um and yeah it's it's a i like i said i like the manga it's just easy going it's fun it's nothing too serious uh it's enjoyable so i'm looking forward to this anime i was surprised it actually was getting got an anime so that was that was a pleasant surprise um season two of the eminence in shadow um that yeah i mean i have i've gone beyond this in the manga so i'm kind of i know what's coming up uh it's all right it's still funny it's still stupid uh but it's all right uh yeah it's more of the same if you like the season one then season two is going to be more of that uh the the saints magic power is omnipotent season two uh i rather liked season one uh season two only one episode out so far uh looks to be more of the same so I'm okay with that. You know, it's season one was pretty enjoyable, lighthearted. Uh, story recap is girl uh, office worker gets isekai'd, 
but she also gets isekai'd with a young like in her apartment complex uh so apparently the person like just below or above her i can't remember in one of the other apartments also gets caught in said tractor beam of isekai-ness and uh so there's two heroes you know two saints and the prince picks the younger one and like oh you must be the saint and completely snubs the other girl uh and then she becomes uh a healer she's like a pharmacist essentially and turns out she is probably the real saint the other girl has a lot of magical power but not in the same vein uh but it's a wholesome show it's it's a nice you know a light love story you know it's you know once again, easy, easy to watch. Nothing, nothing too dramatic, nothing too serious. Uh, so if you just want stuff to chill, these are the kind of things to watch. Um, let's see. The new one that I didn't know about uh, is I'm in love with the villainous. So this is one of those Isekai Atome uh, stories where the, the main girl wakes up and she's the main heroine in her favorite um you know, boys dating sim, you know, game, her Otome game. And she, in her real life, uh, loved playing this game and is in love with the villainous. That's it. She doesn't care about the three main uh, protags. Uh, she don't care about the, them at all. And so the, from the jump, she's just like the, 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 the haughty, like rich girls treating her like trash. And she's like, she's eating it up. <laughs> it's in a not quite as excessive as a masochistic way but it's a very much sounds from the side it sounds like it's a an abusive relationship <laughs> okay and it's really it's it's kind of funny because it's just it the way she spins a lot of the things she's treated um she gets pushed to the ground by the the villainous and she she's you know stands up it's like oh that was great you have your minions but you do it yourself good for you for you know breaking the stereotype uh things like that and, she, and of course completely catches the villainous off guard because she's getting praised by the girl she just shoved to the ground um or at one point she steps on her be like steps on her foot and uh says oh i'm sorry i thought that you know that, that was a bug or something and she's like you could step on me harder and <laughs> yeah completely wigs out it's it's pretty stupid but pretty funny it's it's a good comedy uh so far and i see we got uh berserk of gluttony uh this one I think will be end up being popular. It has a good art style. It's going to be, uh, it's an action oriented uh, fantasy story. Uh, so, uh, kid has a weird uh, kid's a you know poverty, uh, you know poor kid who works for some really dirtbag knights. Uh, gets treated like garbage all the time, and he has a use. He has like they have skills in this world, you know, magic and whatnot. His skill is useless and it's gluttony. And so he just is hungry all the time. Um, so essentially what happens is uh, through random act of something or other, he ends up defending himself and, you know, ends up killing a guy. Uh, well, it turns out he gains some abilities and his gluttony skill is related to murder um in a sense uh okay. but it's you know not necessarily murder of people but like he he gets you know he later on he he hunts goblins and uh. you know he he can kind of get his fill but he also he gets a lot of stat boosts that way um so it looks like it has a lot of potential and i can see this one being pretty popular um uh, my I decided to show my son a uh a japanese like fully you know japanese anime uh 
you know, kids to, really young. So trying to get them to learn know. that second language early. <laughs> yeah. Right. While they, while they still can, while they're still open to it. Um, but yeah, I ended up showing them, uh, firefighter Daigo, uh, rescuer in orange, uh, <laughs> cause the kid likes fire trucks. So why not? <laughs> good. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a good way to so think about it. it. It's just funny. I was just like, yeah, check this out, buddy. There's a fire. It's like, yep. <laughs> What's he doing? He's going to help him. Yeah. It's, uh, actually currently he's on a Godzilla kick too, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> you're raised... like the other day. I, <laughs> I was going to say you're raising him right. Well, it's just, I happened to show him. He saw there's some uh, product toy on YouTube or something. And he's I'm like, that's yeah, Godzilla. He's like, he's like, what's that dinosaur? I'm like Godzilla. So I showed him like a, a couple action clips from like the Showa era. And he's just like, and then later on, like a couple days later, he's like, he, he was whining. He wanted to watch Illa. I'm like, what the heck's Illa? Illa. Then we finally realized, oh, Godzilla. Oh, dude, I didn't think you actually liked that, but okay. So every day for a little bit, he's watching some Godzilla stuff. And uh, I got to be careful what I show him because, you know, the, depending on what, when Godzilla is sometimes a bad guy, sometimes a good guy, sometimes, uh, you know, an antihero. So, <laughs> yeah, as it's, it's it's funny it's it's good stuff uh, but no uh as far as this firefighter daigo i believe it's uh it's an older show uh like they had an old series and i think this is supposed to be like the next generation uh so it's kind of they they do this a lot with those old you know sports and stuff in different animes so i think that's uh, this is kind of following up on that um it seemed okay Qu- quality and animation was good uh but you know it's just for a younger crowd and the younger crowd, and it's it's the whole like it's about a bunch of recruits essentially. So if you want to, if you if you liked uh, any of those type of anime where like a bunch of recruits going through training together as they build their bonds of friendship and blah, then yeah, sure. Um, let's see. There's a uh, uh, the danger in my heart. Uh, so that was you mentioned this one a while ago. This is that uh, mm-hmm. the kid who uh, fantasizes about killing the pretty girl in his class in his class. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've uh, this is getting dubbed. Uh, I've watched six episodes of this now. I'm caught, I'm caught up currently in the in the dub scene, and it's um, it got better. Uh, it's it, it's a it's a simple romantic comedy. Um, it actually, you know, he you just find out he's just, you know the reason why he wants to kill her is because he's a chuny. He's an edge lord. You know, he just he thinks of himself as being this evil badass kid, and he's just um you know and so he he then turned his feelings of um murder turned into feelings of affection and yeah it's honestly but it's also not that great (laughs) so i mean it's you can most definitely have this as a background uh has some scenes but it's nothing uh it's it's hang on just a second uh okay whoa yep My, my got some serious leg on my end Okay, I think you're back now. Okay, yeah, you were just finishing up saying um, that uh, that uh, the dangers of my heart um, is okay, not amazing, yep. but but it's all right. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's. I wouldn't stop you from watching it. Uh, I wouldn't. I yeah. I wouldn't. But I also wouldn't go out of my way to recommend watching it. Okay. Um, let's see. But I've also had started watching this as a background thing as well. Uh, speaking of a background thing to watch, uh, I've caught up currently with what they're showing in English for uh, Zom 100, uh, Bucket List of the Dead. Uh, animation's good. 
I I love the way they yeah. skirt the uh, Japanese uh, like blood on um, in media, like for video games and uh, a lot of anime. You're not allowed to have a, like a lot of gore on public TV. Uh, so that's in the first episode is all rainbow Technicolor. Mm. I'm like, that's pretty clever. I mean, because I remember being going to the Don Quixote for Halloween and they had fake blood, but all the fake blood was green. Mm. It's like little green like vials. Uh, so that's what you know. Uh, the the show's just okay. I was expecting more from it, and I guess I was a little let down. It, you know, I'm, I'm probably gonna finish watching it, but it's okay to have in the background. Yeah, um, it seemed pretty promising of, at the start of it, you know, and I didn't watch very much of it, uh, but but I was like, this is this does look. I mean, it's well animated. Um, some of the characters are pretty interesting. It's got some mystery early on. Um, yeah. It's kind of sad that it's not uh, living up to maybe that level of hype. Yeah, I'll let you know if if it gets any better. Uh, it actually makes me more curious to watch the movie that Netflix has because they actually had that dubbed. Yeah. I don't have Netflix anymore, so, uh, I, but I can maybe I'll find a way to stream it uh, because if it's like the highlights of you know like the series condensed with a lot of the more funny highlights, then maybe um, I can see potential in it, and then. These last couple are some of the garbage fodder that I had gone through. Um, the most perfect second screen experience while I was zoned in to the non-story beats of Starfield. As I'm roaming a planet and just doing mundane tasks um, or going from point A to point B, these were the shows that I had just playing in the background. And that's um, one of them is, uh, let's see, Kengen uh, Asura. And that this is a, uh, this is season two. I remember talking about season one a while ago, and this is just a straight up tournament anime, uh, like Baki, uh, Hanma. Like it's just, it's ridiculous. It's the animation is—you either love it or hate it. I think, and I'm particularly not a fan of it. Um, if you, I feel like it's a a poor man's version of Baki. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and oh, actually, speaking of Baki, they, Baki come, has a cameo in, um, was it? Uh, uh, let's see the the dangers in my heart. Uh, they actually go to visit an uh, manga studio, really? and they like you want to you want to see some uh, some like some uh, stills of like original of Baki. And they're like, yeah. So they end up showing a couple panels of Baki. Uh, it was just like, oh wait, that's legit Baki. Okay, <laughs> that's kind of funny. That's really cool. <laughs> It's a nice uh, call, yeah. call out. <laughs> so, you know, but anyways, this uh, Kengen, uh, Sarah, it's it's okay. It, season two was better than season one, I think. Uh, but I'm glad I had it playing in the background. Yeah. Even more so, I'm glad I had it playing in the background. And maybe I shouldn't have had it playing at all was uh, the uh, Record of Ragnarok season two, parts one and two. I watched, or at least I think half of part two because um it's not finished yet and this is a fighting tournament about all the gods for like for ragnarok fighting humans and it's uh a seven on seven battle for uh like uh first to first to seven wins right. oh, no it's 14 that's right it's 14 it's 14 on 14 i think it is first to seven wins um determines the fate of everything and it is the dumbest thing ever and they waste a bunch of time 
with people's backstories where you just don't give a crap about. They're like, here's, I don't know, here, here's this um, unknown samurai versus, um, uh, not Apollo. Uh, yeah, uh, Greek god of uh, water. Poseidon. Is it Apollo? Oh, yeah, Poseidon. There you go. Poseidon. Um, and they're like, yeah, it's uh, it's like, so let's give this background story to this samurai. And they just keep on, like, they waste so much time. Like, I don't care. I really don't care. Just go back to the fighting. Like, uh, they, then yeah. they do that for everyone, pretty much every match. You know, they're like, hey, let's have Zeus and Adam from Adam and Eve. Let's have them fight it out. And it's it's garbage it's just like but if you like fighting if you like just uh and you have a like you ever wanted to know what if uh, you know like what if hercules and jack the ripper fought, fought each other there you go you can you can have that um fantasy fulfilled but honestly i think you're better off watching fate and i'm not a fan of fate mm. so but yeah i mean but at least there's a series of fate because they have multiple iterations and whatnot so there's guaranteed to be one that is meant for you uh this on the other hand is trash uh and netflix needs to stop pumping this stuff out uh they won't <laughs> but we yeah can no pray. They, they don't hands down but maybe they'll yeah, hear this so, podcast and they'll and they'll change their minds and they'll just burn my house down instead. It's cheaper for them. They'll make me disappear. Uh, oh, all right. Uh, all right, anyways. Joe. Thanks for thanks for sharing that uh, anime rundown with us. Uh, that's uh, that's going to be useful for anybody that's uh, on the fence about starting any of these, at least. Yeah, there's more coming out. And once again, I'll, I might touch back with a couple of these after episode threes. Um, and there's a bunch more uh, that I haven't gotten around to. So there's still a few promising things and there's other things I'm not going to even touch or mention. So yeah, uh, hopefully hopefully we have more good news to come out of this in the future. Uh, that's it for the anime uh, 15 or whatever this was. <laughs> 20 minutes. <laughs> so, all right. Well, thanks guys. If you made it this far, really appreciate it. Uh, it's been a good one. This is, once again, another Dead Pixel, uh, episode 54. And until next time, y'all take it easy. Bye.